my brothers. This is Nick Gemmel, the Awakened Tradesman. And the topic of today's episode is Pipeline Life, a discussion with Dean Nemo. Sit back and relax and listen to today's tale from the trench. Hey, Dean. Hey, Nick. <laughs> man, it's been, yeah, man, it's been, how long has it been since we worked together? Yeah, quite a few years now, pushing 10, I'm guessing, eh? Yeah, since uh, Shell up in uh, Peace River, I believe, yeah. with with old Wilkie. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Still chat with him uh, pretty much monthly now. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, and uh, yeah, it's been a while, a couple months since I touched base with him, but yeah, it's always good to catch up. For sure. So, uh, and thank you for for wanting to be on the show. Um, just a quick question, I guess, and put you on the spot a little bit. Like, how did, um, when you first started seeing, you know, kind of what was, you know, on Instagram and stuff like that, like some posts, like what was your initial thoughts, I guess? Yeah, uh, no, thanks, I guess, first for inviting me and uh I am excited to be on it. I, I don't do a pile of podcasts or, or listen to them, but it, it's definitely interests me. I guess when I first seen them, um, being a little bit old school, was a little hesitant. But, uh, you know, when I, when I started digging into what you were doing there and, and some of your podcasts, and, and to me, I see a lot of value to a lot of people. You know, it gets the right audience for what you're talking about and, and gives people you know, more real life, I guess, stories and, and instances that do happen in the world today and probably stuff that people can really relate to and you can pick and choose what you are interested in and what you participate in. So, I, yeah, I, I definitely gained some interest and, and think this is a real neat thing that you're doing and, and fully support it. Oh, thanks, man. No, and it's, I was always leery, like, oh, yeah, it's the, the hard as fuck mentality, right? And it's, yeah, it's hard to get over, man. And it's like, Okay. Yeah, we can be hard at work, but yeah, let's deal with our shit outside of work and it all bleeds into work. And so it's, it's all relevant and it's really hard to, yeah, it takes a little bit to, but everybody that I've talked to or, you know, that has listened to it, there's always, there's just a little piece that resonates and it's like, and, and then it gets you and then you're like, man. Okay. And that's how I got into it. I fell into it listening to some other podcasts, right? And it was the same way. And that's how I fell into this men of iron movement and, and now coaching, coaching my own. And, uh, but dude, it's, it's gnarly. <laughs> it's hard to listen to at first, right? Like, Where's he going with this? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so, really cool. And I think there's more support out there than, than we know. Like you say, it's a kind of a manly business and, uh, guys keep their feelings uh, tight. Um, so having an avenue to share some of that and relate with other guys is, is, is really a powerful thing. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. So I guess uh, let's let everyone know, I guess, how you got into the industry and yeah, where you ended up now. Yeah, I guess I started in 96 myself. So I've been doing it a few years now. Uh, an interesting career to say the least. I, I started with Flint up in Zama City when, when Flint was owned by Charlie Flint. So small company. I, I remember Charlie coming up to the camp and having a drink with the guys in the night and um, really thoroughly enjoying that. I went up there for a six weeks stint, um, made my money, went out of there, said I'm never going back. I <laughs> uh, got out of there for three weeks and like most of us ended up broke after three weeks not. 
So I said, sure, send me back up to Zama, put me in camp there, um, worked my way through pipeline, mechanical work, ended up getting down to Pincher Creek from Zama. So it took a big stint across the province, worked in that magnitude probably for just about 10 years in the field, banging through stuff, uh, putting lots of miles on the road, lots of hours in, long days, and then did get a chance at uh, some project management work. Um, by that point, URS had bought Flint, um, which then rolled into uh, AECOM, which then rolled into Clearstream, who bought the Flint brand and uh, rebranded us back to Flint. So I'm back to my roots now and, and I've been fortunate enough to have some, uh, you know, good leaders that I've worked for and uh, been able to support me and my growth. And I'm now an area manager that looks after, you know, $400 million a year worth of work and uh, many different divisions within the, the Clearstream Flint model. So proud to, proud to have done it. It's been a long journey, very rewarding, and uh, met a ton of great people along the way, both in the field and, and in my leaders. So, oh, Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Because when you were a project manager when we worked back um, up in Peace River, correct? Yeah, that's correct. So I did get about two years of uh, project management. Uh, I did go back to school at a, at an older age, I guess, even to get my uh, journeyman pipe fitter. I was 35 when I went back to go do that. Uh, I was in my 40s when I when I went to get my PMP and got my project management and then uh, escalated to area manager after that. But definitely have had to Put added hours in and, and do homework, which isn't isn't used to us after being in the field for so long. But uh, you know, always always pushed to I guess further myself and and my family and my career. Yeah, and that's and that's a lot. What we teach now is um, like, yeah, using your time wisely after work instead of just sedating away. And uh, you know, most of us will have some beers or a lot of people some other stuff right and then just do it all again the next day and then by the time you get out of camp after a few months and you're no further ahead than you were where it's it is hard right it's minus 40 you're outside grinding away right we are tired but it's it's you you realized that a long time ago that you wanted more right you wanted something else so you put the time in to do it right and that's super <laughs> impressive yeah, like you say, it's easy to, to fall into that trap. Uh, you know, you're in the camp and everybody's drinking. And not to say that I didn't do that. Uh, you know, I'm same same as put my pants on one way, the same as another guy does. And we all partake in that. But we got to find that balance to what how much we want to partake in that and how much we want to really work on our internal growth and our career growth and uh, push, push ourselves into that and be very rewarding that way. Yeah. So was there any setbacks along the way? Yeah, absolutely. I guess everybody that's been in this business uh, has seen setbacks. We've been through high times, low times, uh, now into a a different time with uh, the COVID going on and uh, the low oil price. But in particular, I think um, just being in the field for so long and and really craving to, to get into some sort of management position and uh, to have to find that opportunity, I guess, to get out from what I was doing there. And, and I enjoy being in the field and I, and I, you know, our teams that do it today, I, I have 
nothing but kudos for them. And, and they're some of the best tradespeople in the world, I feel. And I really thank them and their families. So having that family support where the wife and, and kids are okay with you going away for a 15 day shift and being home for six days and making birthdays and all that stuff work is, is so important. But for me to be able to make that transition, um, you know, it's scary. It's scary because we're used to being out in the field and that's our normal. Um, it's scary to think about doing office type work. Um, so I, I tried a few times, I guess, to try to make that transition happen um, and it didn't happen. And I spent, you know, like I say, probably 15 years out there doing that um, before I finally had the right opportunity and, and the right support to get there. So a lot of trying times for that, but I think the, the persistence and, and the dream of it and, and the continuing to work on yourself and, and still acknowledging, you know, how great the field portion is and, and showing some value from that to be able to support in the office, I think was huge for me. Uh, oh, absolutely. And you are, and going along with that, you're on your second marriage now, correct? Right? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, I was married and had uh, two beautiful daughters with my uh, first wife. Um, we've been divorced uh, over 10 years now. Um, and I am remarried. I just got remarried this last February. Um, got a beautiful wife. Uh, she didn't have any kids. Um, so we have our family of four and, and we've... Uh, you know, developed a really strong family from that. Uh, I think we we take some of the lessons learned and, and really have to evaluate what went wrong um, in the whole relationship on the first one. Um, and own, I guess, what what we've done in our part and what we can control in that and what we can change ourselves. And, and ideally, I guess, we take them into our next relationship. And uh, I think I've done that, uh, uh, have a super strong relationship, uh, loving wife, supporting um, and the kids in that. So my, my kids are two daughters that'll be 16 and 14 this year. So we're into that teenage phase and to be able to have a strong family unit during that time. Uh, I haven't had the, the bad stuff yet, but I hear, you know, with the teenagers at girls, it can get really hard. So just <laughs> having that, uh, going successfully so far has been nice. Yeah, no, it's awesome. And it, it is hard, right? Like you touched on it. Um, yeah, it's looking at yourself and what, where didn't you show up and, and why is that? And I'm, yeah, I'm glad that you did that and able to, because a lot of people don't and then blame the other person, right? And it's always somebody else and then carry that into the, they'll carry that instead of the good stuff <laughs> into the next relationship and it's the exact same thing. So no, kudos. Yeah, 100%. I guess one, one thing I did do too that Nick was, was hard. It was, it was extremely hard. It's like you say, owning it yourself, but, but I did reach out for help. So um, I went to some classes on that, on, uh, on separation and divorce and was able to talk to people that had specialized in that. And, you know, for, for us guys that sit around and drink and, and work hard and play hard and, you know, definitely a, a tough group of piece personnel in the, in the oil and gas and the industry and just energy industry. But to be able to make that commitment to go see somebody outside of that, um, I, I can't express how many dividends that brought me. So just to have them help you look at yourself and what you can control, like you say, is the biggest part of it is 
there's going to be things that everybody does in this world that you'll never be able to control. If you can own what is in your control, um, you find a lot of freedom. And I think that is what allows the most growth uh, internally. Oh, absolutely. And I'd love to dive deeper into more of that stuff. But um, yeah, like we talked, I'm trying to make this a little shorter and we'll try to, um, um, yeah, and if we'll maybe talk again one day and, and dive deeper into what tools and who, what you got out of reaching out and who you did, right? Because it's, it is, it's scary. It's scary to look inside and say, listen, like, man, I didn't have the answers and I didn't do it right. Because the ego kicks in and they're just, and it's a bitch and it just, yeah, it's way easier to blame somebody else. (laughs) And it's hard. It's hard, man. I guess what would be your biggest um, advice to the people that are just still, yeah, pipelining and, and grinding away and tradesmen? Yeah, I guess for me is is to pick your dream. Um, don't make it a small dream, make it a big dream and then follow that. And I think if uh, we just say, oh, that today this, today that, but if you pick a big dream and set an end goal and then put steps in place to get to there and work it backwards, it can happen. Um, and I think that it is hard work and you have to, realize that to advance or be better than other people, you're going to have to put more work in than other people. Um, I truly think that's probably one of my biggest strengths is being willing to work at whatever, no matter what position you're in um, until you get advanced to the next one. So pick a dream, dream big, um, put a plan in place to get to that, uh, continue to grow your knowledge, your experience, um, I was never a big reader. Uh, I, I think that's another one that a lot of us don't do. Um, and, I, and I do see a lot of value. So pick something, not your favorite thing, something that interests you, um, but something that you know you have challenges in, whether it be organization or management or money handling or whatever it may be, and pick that and read up on it. There, there's just so much info out there on stuff today, and, and it can have a huge impact on your life uh, if you're willing to put that work in to get there. Yeah. And that's, and that's a lot of the work that we do in here is yeah, sending, setting 90 day targets and being able to hit them in, in all areas of our life, right. In our body or being or balance in our business where most of us just get stuck in the, you know, having a really good body or, you know, just diving in deep into that and not doing anything else. And then mm-hmm. just showing up and not putting any deposits in to the to your relationships at home, and then all of a sudden showing up after a couple of weeks or a couple of months, depending on the job, and just wanting to take those deposits <laughs> that you never put in, and <laughs> and and learning something new is huge, right? Like, man, I've I've in the past few weeks I launched a webinar. Like, I don't even know how to do it. I had to create a funnel to be able to get people into the webinar, and market that Uh, i'm a welder man like are you kidding me like (laughs) so it's it's but it's it was super uncomfortable but then the fruit at the end of it was amazing so it's uh yeah it's stepping into that world of being uncomfortable and and uh and that's where we need to get to for but realize why we're doing it and why we want that like is it aligned with our values and is it aligned with our mission and then we can move forward 
But. Yeah, no, exactly. And I, I seen a good saying the other day, and it, it was exactly that. Our growth uh, begins at the end of our comfort zone, not at the start of it. So, yeah, you can stay in your bubble, and, and it's easy just to do what you do every day, no matter what that is, and, and can be very rewarding. I don't take anything away from people, but if you want to grow, you have to get out of that bubble and push yourself into where it is uncomfortable. Um, taking on things that you you doubt yourself. Am I able to take this on? And you, if you put the work into it, I guarantee that you can come out successful at the end of the day. You're willing to work. You're willing to do some research on what you need to do. Sure, we're all going to have setbacks. We're all going to have issues that come up uh, as we go along that process. But if you put the work in, you will get there. I guarantee you. Yeah, no, 100%. And again, I appreciate you for being on the show. And yeah, I I love it. And just the way that your career went from from where you went and um, yeah, to be 35 and going for a journeyman pipe fitter, that was, that was enough. And then to apply it to be, uh, um, yeah, to go into a project management or having that project management background to now area manager, it's, it just shows what dedication can do. And then along the way, yeah, going through or having a, a setback with a divorce and having to deal with all that and not just folding back into old patterns and going hiding up in the bush, right? <laughs> it's diving in deep and, and uh, yeah, putting in the work. So no, I, it's awesome to hear, man. Yeah. And I think that's, that was like you say, going through the divorce and, and yeah, I think you have two options at that point is, you know, it's, it's tough. It's good. The toughest part of any person's life. I don't wish it on anybody. Um, but to either lay back, roll over and, and go into hiding, like you say, or divulge yourself into drugs or alcohol or whatever and partying versus, you know what, uh, sure. I'm going to feel sorry for myself a bit, but I'm going to work through this. Um, I have people in this world that love me. You got kids, uh, you got other family, whatever, and make sure that you're keeping that as your end goal and, and know that yourself, that you will get through it no matter how tough that time looks like, feels like in that moment. So um, give yourself a plan to get through it and, and really get there. And uh, it's so rewarding when you get to the other side, you know, it's, yeah, we all know people that have gone through that and, and they're, you know, down or negative and, and a little dark in, in what's going on. And, and I think uh, people that have been through it, and that's what helped me a lot, is having somebody to talk to uh, and really reinforce that, you know, there's a lot of value there and, and you are going to get through it. And giving you some positive things to look towards really helps. So if anybody's been through it and sees somebody in that situation, absolutely be a, be a friend, a sounding board, uh, somebody to talk to. And really get them to focus on, you know, the quality things, the good things that are in their life there. Yeah. And that's, but yeah, and that's the passion of why I do what I do now is I don't want people to get to that point. So it's like, let's, let's look at it. It's like we talked before. It's, it is super hard to look inside and like, yeah, something isn't working, but why isn't it working? And for yourself, and then dealing with that before it gets to the pit and before that you're being served papers. And it's like, man, it's, it's there. So that's why I'm super passionate and uh, no, and, and only with people coming on the show like yourself that, uh, that have been through the traumatic stuff and, and came out on the other side and, and are thriving and can speak to it. So it's, yeah, it's just putting yourself out there and I appreciate that. And so someone else can, catch themselves before it gets to that point and that's my passion so, 
Yeah, I know. I think it, it's great work that you're doing, Nick, and uh, very humbling experience uh, to be to to see you doing that stuff. Like you say, when we knew each other, we were on site and, and uh, welder. And uh, I loved your toques, your mini toques that you had there. I thought they, those were the best. Um, but to get from there to, to where we're at today and, and uh, you know, even myself, I, I really feel passionate about helping people in general. So uh, I've been a coach. I, I coach both my daughter's teams. I, I knew nothing about fastball that they were playing. Um, I really felt I wanted to give back and I really want to be part of that. So took it on as, as kind of my core value is to really try to help other people and coach other people. So I take that in my personal life, um, whether it be nephews talking about finances or people at work and helping them get to the next level or my kids coaching or other kids coaching. I think that's probably one of the most rewarding things and that really can get you through a lot of those hard times is being passionate about something and, and really being uh, helpful, I guess, to other people is, is, is so rewarding. Um, I've read a lot of books uh, with millionaires in them and all of them are big on giving back and and maybe there's some karma if you believe in some of that stuff uh, and maybe it is just the hard work and the willingness and the compassion but uh we, we donate our time every year as a company at the christmas angels here in olds and we help out the food bank and that stuff and i think anybody that has anything to give absolutely should be doing that and you'll find it uplifting rewarding to you and and helping all the other aspects of your life yeah no it's unbelievable no no, I appreciate it, Dean, and I appreciate you being on the show. And yeah, it's it's awesome just to see, yeah, from another insight from another tradesman, and um, yeah, that you can deal with your with your shit and and still live the life of the oil field, and uh, it's just amazing. So, because we love that work, man. It's just yeah, it's the feeling of you know, building something bigger than you, and it's it's so cool. So let's build our lives at the same time as building stuff for other people. Yeah, very, very well said. Uh, that is the reward in it. I still today, uh, even though I am in the office, I, I get out to all of our sites. I try to see our people and, and to go out on, you know, one week into the project and see where they're at and see it uh, two months down the road and see shit there. People welded it, people put it together. It still amazes me every day. And then to see product flowing down it and, uh, you know, bringing energy to the world or whatever the product is you're building is, is amazing. And I, I love how you're tying it to doing that for yourself too. It's extremely important. Yeah, perfect. Okay, man. Well, I'll let you get back grinding there and, uh, no, appreciate you being on the show. All right. Nick. Uh, yeah. We'll chat. Soon. Easy. Thanks for having me. Yep. Have a good Chat one. Soon. Thank you for listening to today's Tale from the Trench. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you found me on. Please follow me on Awakened Tradesman on Instagram and DM me to discuss customized coaching, living this oil field lifestyle. You can live a fulfilled life and still do this work. Talk to you again next week, and I appreciate all of you for listening.